God has spoken, y'all. That's why all the messages this year are entitled, God Said It. We're working our way through Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, from January to December. Today we get into the, the books of the prophets. Uh, we get into Isaiah a little bit today, and the truth is, is that there are pro other prophets that precede Isaiah, but Isaiah is this first gigantic book of prophets that we see in Scripture. And, and when I say God has spoken, we look around us and we see all of God's spoken creation. God said, let there be, and there was. So God spoke all of creation into existence. And, and, and so when he spoke it, it just happened. Yeah, and, and, and so, so all of the theories, all of, all of science is trying to figure out how it happened. God said it, and it happened, okay? I was having this conversation out there in the, in the Welcome Center this morning. Science is only discovering what God did. All right, so God has spoken. Second thing we have is God's word. This is God's written word. God spoke. God said it right here, and, and we've got it. And, and so uh, God didn't call us to be editors or redactors. This is the word of God. It's not that it contains the word of God. It's not you get to search and choose and pick out what parts of it are the word of God. This is the word of God. And so God has given us his word. He has spoken, and, and what he calls us to do is listen and obey. All right? And that's going to become increasingly more important today as we talk about Isaiah, just so you know. All right. And, and then the third, uh, God spoke it or God said it is Jesus. Jesus is the living word of God. The word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only glory. As the glory of the only begotten of the Father. That's it. So God said it. Today we're going to talk about judgment. The theme of Isaiah is judgment and salvation. Okay? 66 books, judgment and salvation. Uh, this week we're going to talk about judgment. So if you're uncomfortable, we'll take a minute to let you leave. No, I don't. Just kidding. Just kidding. The picture of judgment. Look at Isaiah 17, verses 4 through 11. Um, and as we read through the Bible this year, remember, whatever passage falls on Sunday, according to the Bible reading plan, the Bible project, that's what I'm preaching on. And chapter 17 of Isaiah was part of the reading for today. says this, On that day the splendor of Jacob will fade, and his healthy body will become emaciated. It will be as if a reaper had gathered standing grain, his arm harvesting the heads of grain, and as if one had gleaned heads of grain in the Rephaim Valley. Valley. Only gleanings will be left in Israel, as if an olive tree had been beaten. Two or three olives at the very top of the tree, four or five on its fruitful branches. This is the declaration of the Lord, the God of Israel. On that day, people will look to their maker and will turn their eyes to the Holy One of Israel. They will not look to the altars they made with their hands or to the Asherahs and shrines they made with their fingers. On that day, their strong cities will be like the abandoned woods and mountaintops that were abandoned because of the Israelites. There will be desolation. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation. You have failed to remember the rock of your strength. Therefore, you will plant beautiful plants, set out cuttings from exotic vines. On, that, on the day that you plant, you will help them to grow. And in the morning, you will help your seed to sprout but the harvest will vanish on the day of disease and incurable pain ah, man what a heavy passage of scripture what a what a bleak outlook 
What a what what this sense of kind of foreboding of, of Isaiah's message to God's people. You see, this message of Isaiah starts in the message of judgment, but as we get into next week, the message will be of salvation. It'll be of comfort. See, Isaiah has this message from God, of God, to God's people. That is the prophet. The prophet is the, 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 who is the man of God bringing the message of God by commission of God, Right? He delivers the message that God has given him or her, given him her to, to speak. Okay? And, and Isaiah, y'all, it just starts with heaven and earth and ends with new heaven and earth. The whole book, 66 chapters, talks about the new heaven and the new earth. Okay? But in, within the picture of Isaiah, you've got this picture of a king who must suffer. And that's where we see Christ. In prophecy, we see it over and over again. All righty, this condemnation is actually a message to the northern kingdom of Israel and how they'll be carried away because the Assyrians are rising. They've already taken Damascus out, going to end up taking Samaria out. But I want to read something to you from Deuteronomy 28. We've already been in Deuteronomy, but I want to go back to the prophet Moses and listen to what he says. Or what God said through him. Now if you faithfully obey the Lord your God. And are careful to follow all his commands I am giving you today. The Lord your God will put you far above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come and overtake you. Because you obey the Lord your God. Do you hear that? Wow. You'll be blessed in the city. And blessed in the country. Your offspring will be blessed, your land's produce, and the offspring of your livestock, including the young of your herds and the newborn of your flocks. Your basket and kneading bowl will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. God is saying, obey me. Listen to me. Do what I'm telling you to do, and you will be blessed. Then down in verse 15, it says, But if you do not obey the Lord your God by carefully following all his commands and statutes I am giving, I am giving you today, all these curses will come and overtake you. You'll be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and kneading bowl will be cursed. Your offspring will be cursed. Your land's produce, the young of your herds, the newborn of your flocks. You'll be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. See, God spoke. God said God told them. So, so it really should be no surprise, right? So here's the point of today's message, and, and, and I'll get to it. But this is what we need to hear. To reject and neglect God has consequences, folks. To ignore the word of God has consequences. The prophets... What did the prophets do? Now, see, we know Isaiah is the first of the books of the prophets that we have, but, but we know Moses was a prophet. Um, Enoch is said to, be a, said to have prophesied in the book of Jude. So there are prophets that precede Isaiah, but Isaiah as a prophet was a prophet to the, to the leading families in Jerusalem. And Isaiah's prophecy not only involved Jerusalem and Judah, but it also included Assyria. But it also, you can read the, the, his pronouncements against Damascus and Egypt and, and, and Aram and all these other nations. And so this prophet Isaiah is delivering the message of God to the world at that time. And he's saying, listen, pay attention. Listen to God. Obey God and you'll be blessed. 
disobey God and you'll be cursed. Wow. You know, when I was a kid, and my sister's watching now. I checked it already. She's on Facebook. So she's going to know this story, and if she doesn't remember, it's because somehow God's allowed her to forget like childbirth. We used to fight all the time. She's three and a half years younger than I am. And, and we used to fight. I was a little guy, but, and she's littler than me. And we used to fight all the time. And mom and dad said, y'all stop it. Y'all stop it. Stop that. Don't you do that again. You know what I mean? We heard it for years. We knew mom and dad were saying, don't do that. Stop that. Quit it. And then, and then when they were particularly frustrated and aggravated with us, they would, they would add that, or, right? Well, <laughs> at my last spanking, I've told you all this story before, but my last spanking is the result of one of mine and my sister's encounters in the backseat of a 1974 Vega. Y'all know the Vega? Two-door? Pretty squeezed up in the back end? Melanie and I are sitting in the back, and we're just going at it. Now, we lived in a town called Cross Hill, and it was like, you know, 100 miles to anywhere. No, not really. About 15 miles to, to Greenwood, about 15 miles to Clinton. So if we went anywhere, it took a while to get there and a while to get back. So my sister and I are sitting in the back seat, probably coming home from church because we traveled all the way to Greenwood to worship. And so on the way home, we, pro we got into it about something. And it was one of those times where mom said, well, mom or dad, probably dad, because that's who enacted the um, just discipline. Um, anyway, y'all stop it. Or when we get home, you're both going to get a spanking. Well, I don't remember. I, I assumed that we were good kids and quit right then. <laughs> Except that when we got home, we both got a spanking. My sister went first, ladies first, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I remember my dad, he, he, he counted them off for us. What? Oh, yeah. I know y'all think that, that's probably what's wrong with me, right? <laughs> dad... Dad didn't have a rod. He used a belt. But the thing was, was that I knew the consequences of my actions. I was warned. And I told y'all one time before years ago, I said, you know what? I said, you hear that phrase where people say, well, I hate to tell you I told you so. I don't hate to tell you I told you so. I love saying I told you so. I think it's fabulous to say, I told you so. You know what? I think the Bible says I told you so over and over and over again. God said, do this, and this will happen. Do this, and guess what else will happen? And then when we do this over here, and what else happens? Guess what God's saying? Told you. Told you so. See, that's what Isaiah is about. It's this, this pronouncement of judgment for disobedience. It's this pronouncement of judgment for ignoring the word of God. It's this declaration of what's going to happen because you've set up the idolatry. You've set up these shrines. You've set up the altars to these foreign and unknown gods, and you've, you've disregarded God. That's the message of prophets. And Isaiah's not the first. But here you go. Here's the question. Is the prophet's message good or bad? There you go. If we read about all of this in chapter 17, it's going to happen to Israel. Ooh, kind of, mm, it, it's scary, right? Ooh, right? I want to say a couple things here. I believe in God. I believe in God. I, I believe in what God says, Okay? We live in a world where there's a lot of words 
lots and lots of words. We, we, we've got, uh, we got church words. You're all listening to words right now, right? It's up to you to examine and measure the words. Discern the word that you're hearing. Discern what it is that God's trying to communicate through his written word, right? Understand by illumination of the spirit of God what God meant when he said his written word. Right? Uh, and then, you know, I've always said God speaks like that. His only uh, struggle is that he's chosen people like me to communicate it. Okay? But see, God speaks. God has spoken. Pay attention to what he said. All righty? That's what he's saying in the prophets. That's what he's telling us. Pay attention. And then we walk out of this place on Sunday morning from one of four different gatherings. And the truth is, is we go out into a world where there are a lot of words. There's a lot of pronouncement. There's a lot of declaration. My struggle is, is that there's a lot of opinion. A lot of ideas out there. And, and, and then it becomes this struggle in my heart to measure and weigh the ideas with what God said. There are arguments going on in our culture, our society, and our world that absolutely fly in the face of what God has said. So, am I supposed to listen to them? Am I supposed to heed those words? Am I supposed to look at the Bible and say, oh, ah, that was 2,000 or 3,000 or 4,000 years ago, so I don't have to pay attention to this. I need to listen to what's being said out there in the world. Absolutely not. Listen to what God has said. Because culture doesn't decide what is right and wrong. I believe what God do does. I believe what it is that God does. I, I see God's handiwork in all of creation. People say there is no God. I, I grab a leaf. Not these. These are plastic. But grab a leaf and just hold it up and say, you, you, you mean to tell me you think that just happened by just sheer accident of mistakes from some primordial soup where lightning struck an enzyme and boom, suddenly there was a bird cell and a plant cell and a human cell and that just all happened by accident. Excuse me? That takes more faith than, 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 than believing and trusting God. Guess what else I believe? I believe God wins. I believe when it's all said and done, God wins. God accomplishes his will when it's all said and done. You see that? So why is there judgment? Because people disobey and disregard God. People disrespect God. People, people will sully and tarnish the holiness and righteousness of God. And so there's judgment. Here's the cool thing about it, though. I'll just share with you. We're all going to be judged. Y'all know that? You're going to be, not me, I'm a Christian. Guess what? Yes, you are. We're all going to stand before the throne of God now. The fortunate picture in Matthew's is, Matthew is, is that some are going to be put this way and some are going to be put that way. Okay? There's judgment. And who is the judge? You see? 
I mean, we've got this throne room scene throughout history. God the Father, the Son at His right hand. The Spirit of God, the convictor and guide and refiner and action of God in His people and throughout the world. The Spirit hovered over the face of the deep at creation. Okay? So you've got this picture of the Godhead as we refer to it, or theologians refer to it, this idea of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When we talk about the Father, we're talking about God. When we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God. When we talk about the Spirit, we're talking about God. Okay? That's the best I can do in explaining it to you. All right? So who's the judge? God's the judge. Oh, man. I've listened to too much this week. I'm going to go ahead and confess it to you. Podcasts and news stuff and read these articles and all this kind of stuff. And I look at it and I go, I just look at what I see in the news and I go, that's not of God. That goes against what God has said. I, I don't care what personal freedoms we think we deserve or have a right to. It goes against the word of God. See, I, I think that's a, there is judgment coming. Who's the judge? God's the judge. So I trust God. But the truth is, we make discernment and judgment every day, don't we? Right? All right, so here, here, here's a good one. You're approaching a red light, except that it's green. And, and just as you get there, turns yellow we, we went down to Myrtle Beach uh, Friday night and you know now now a yellow light's not enough now back in front of the intersection they put flashing lights like flashing yellow lights before it turns yellow on the thing and, and Angie my wife was driving and the flashing lights came on well in my mind that means I got that much time to get through the intersection Right? Ding, 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 ding. Woo! In Angie's mind, the flashing lights mean slow down. Because that big yellow light's about to come on, and it's time to stop. Right? But somewhere in the midst of that moment, you make this discernment, this judgment call on, is it more important to gain that two minutes and, and, and potentially risk hitting somebody coming out the side road? Or is it wisdom to go, okay, let's take it easy a minute. Let's stop, right? Well, mine doesn't work that way. I do it more now because uh, I've told you all the stories of all my wrecks between 16 and 21. We make these judgment calls. We do these things. What if I told you? All right, I'm going to... Y'all are going to know this scenario, but I'm not going to get specific. I'm just going to let y'all figure it out. Suppose I found some gummies, gummy bears, right? That on the label it said, take one of these in the morning and it will guarantee 10% more energy throughout the day. And, and so you take a gummy bear. And, and instead of 10% more energy, you end up sick. And you come back and say, you said, remember the title of these messages are God said it. 
You said this gummy bear would give me 10% more energy, but it made me sick. Oh, well, you need to take two. What are you going to do? Right? See, we make these discernments in life. We listen to people for whatever reason we listen to them. But I've been telling you for two and a half years, look, I'm in God's hands. Whatever happens to me, okay, God, let's walk it out. Let's go there. You see what I mean? I mean, who's the judge? God is ultimately the judge. But we make these judgments every day about how to live our lives. How can we best glorify God in our lives? How can we best proclaim the name of Jesus to a lost, dying, dark, and sick world? You see, when God has said it and then we see these consequences, why are we surprised? Why are we surprised when we see the outcome that God said we'd get? Right? I had somebody send me a text the other day. My leash got caught. All right. Somebody sent me a text the other day and said, I believe this, and I believe that, and I believe that. And then I just sent back and said, well, if it's so, I'm not surprised. Folks, if you don't hear the flushing sound in the world today, then you're not listening. Culture, society is going the way God said it would go. Okay? So don't be surprised. I'll finish with this. I believe in divine identity. What do I mean by that? You talk to the world out here. We see the denial of the divine. I believe in God. That's why I said that first. I didn't want y'all to think I was becoming all super philosophical on this thing. I believe in God and how he has revealed himself to us. Okay? God, this divine identity that has existed for all of eternity. And I love how the philosophers or or the atheists want to go, well, who created God? Nobody. That's why he's called God. He always has been. I don't have a problem believing that. Divine identity leads me to divine law. God has a will and an intent and a purpose in this creation that he's he's given us. Because we were given dominion, like it or not. We kind of handed it off. See, there is a law that God has established in his creation. And there is divine revelation of the divine entity and the divine law. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is God is God and we are not. I believe in God. I believe in what God says. I believe in what God does. And I believe ultimately God wins. Okay? Now, does what I'm hearing in the world around me agree with God or not? Does it agree with what God has said? Does it agree with God's law? Does it agree with God's identity and who he is? What I'm hearing in the world around me does not. Okay? 
When in the world around us you hear the words, killing is good. What does God say? Can I go this far and say, killing babies is a right. What does God say? You see, when you hear it in the world, you've got to ask yourself as a believer in Jesus Christ, as a follower of Christ, as one who has been redeemed and regenerated and changed, a new creation, you've got to say, is that what God says or is that what the world says? Because if it's what the world's saying, then God expects us to reject that and not him. Because many are rejecting God for what the world is saying. Now, those of you who've been here a while, and I know there's some first-timers here, I don't think I'm normally this heavy-handed. But guess what? We just got to the prophets. The prophet's messages is judgment and comfort. So next week we get to the second half of prophets. Or second half of Isaiah. We'll be in Isaiah, I think, 46 next week. And the message next week is salvation is coming. I see, I can't preach this message about a picture of judgment without giving you the hope to come. Salvation's coming. People wonder why I go, you know, if today's the day, okay, guess what? Then tonight I get to see Jesus. Now, I'll be honest, I, I, Eli's 19. I'd love to see him 25, right? I love to see my mom and dad again. I love the people. I love the gathering. I love you gathering. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we hang out on Sunday mornings together. But if God says, all right, that's your days, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to make it happen. Okay, just letting you know that. But here's the thing. God holds me in the palm of his hand, and I couldn't be safer than in the palm of God's hand. See? Judgment. Ouch. Judge. don't want that to be a message. All right. Um, <laughs> judgment and comfort. All right? That's what God's given us. Don't miss that. The ultimate comfort that God has given us is Jesus. So if you don't know Jesus, you don't have the comfort. See, if you've not received that salvation that God offered in the shed blood of his son Jesus, then you're lost. You're like that one that's tossed about by every wind and cast about on the waves. And when the world's blowing this way, you're blowing that way. And the world's blowing that way, you're blowing that way. You see? God is God and we are not. And God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son that whoever, homage to King James, whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Everlasting life. What that means is, is that in Christ, we're alive now. We get to continue to be alive. Now, not physically, 
Guess what? Both my knees hurt this morning. And I wore these boots anyway. I'm afraid I'm going to fall off of them. Judgment, comfort, where are you? Are you feeling judgment? Or are you feeling comfort? You see? Do you recognize who you are in Christ? That's our identity, folks. If you don't know Jesus, we won't introduce you. Maybe you know him, but you're choosing world stuff. I've, I've had so many conversations this week. It's been a really fun week. Because my challenge is always, you do what? Well, God says, and then I get to go, I told you so. See? See, our comfort is in Christ. Don't miss that. All righty? Pray with me. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you that indeed you are the answer. Uh, you have, have been the answer. You are the answer. You will always be the answer. God, help us to run to you. God, help us to, to receive the, the gift of salvation that is eternal life and redemption and regeneration and that, God, by your Spirit, you continue to change us and to, to shape us and to, to, to make us into the image of your Son from one degree of glory to the next. And, God, help us not to, to reject it and, and push it off and disagree with you. God, help us to obey. God, help us to follow you. I thank you, God, that, that there is judgment. I thank you that. God, I thank you that there's comfort and salvation in Christ. God, help us to run to that. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.